You dig it, huh? I dig it. I'm jamming. <laughs> um, she picked out the music. I got to give her credit for that. Uh, welcome back, everyone. This is another episode of the Forever Game podcast, and we haven't even told our guests the name of the podcast. I don't <laughs> yeah, think. we forgot that part. So no, it was, was going to be a surprise. We're just rushing in blind. <laughs> She's uh, like, where am I and what <laughs> podcast am I on? What's happening? The mics are falling down. <laughs> they have the all this booze laid down. out. Yeah, I don't know, I know what I'm, I'm expected to do. I do have a very, nice view right now. Very intro music. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a hot mess. But so I'm Tyler. I'm here with Jamie and then our lovely guest, Alexa Score from God's Country. And um, <laughs> we're going to hear about Alexa's story. And so... We're going to jump into it right away, but I want to start with what you're doing right now. What I'm doing right now. Like not this exact minute, but. Right. Well, this is actually kind of the number one question that I get because people are like, what do you do? (laughs) What don't you do? So right now um, I am a personality for the Minnesota Vikings. So I host a couple of Vikings.com segments and in um, in stadium game day stuff that will play live in stadium. Um, one of those segments is called on board. I do some community events for them. So Viking stuff. And then I host two outdoor shows, um, on Fox sports net that is made for the outdoors and destination Polaris. And then I'm also on air for the CW twin cities as a part of the CW crew. So I kind of cool. get to cover. Yeah. It's really fun because I get to pick whatever I want to cover and, and go out and film that, put my friends on TV, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then get to like promote Family Feud and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> You're promoting Family Feud? For oh, real? yeah. We, we, How do we get on? We do <laughs> shoots like promoting Family Feud all the time. You got to get the score family on that. I want to see what right? happens with that. I know. Seriously. <laughs> that would be, that'd be interesting. So, um, for those that don't know, Alexa grew up in New London Spicer area, right? Correct. Spicer, baby. And um, we're both former Melvin's lovers and Green Lake lovers, still are Green Lake lovers. But uh, if you jump all the way back to that, because right now you're doing a lot of cool things, a lot of public stuff. What was it like when you were growing up in that sort of area? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was such a nostalgic kid and really sentimental and passionate. So when I think about, like, the best times in life, it's not like, oh, standing on the field during you know, a really exciting game or traveling the world wakeboarding. It's like jumping into the lake at Green Lake, being there for the 4th of July mm-hmm. parade, like dancing to Boogie Wonderland at Melvin's, oh, you know. Stop it. <laughs> I know, I know. I it's nostalgia. It's hard. Um, but those are like really the memories that I go back to. So where I came from really shaped who I was for sure. I mean, small town, fall, winters, I was definitely outdoorsy. That's one thing that people – don't really get, um, you know, having came back to Minnesota recently and gotten into the outdoors industry, people are like, wait a minute, you fish? Are you, are you really into that? I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I spent my falls and my winters fishing, ice fishing, hunting, mm-hmm. and then summers wakeboarding, and I was a gymnast, so I kind of like dabble into everything, yeah. and I think it's sometimes hard for people to pick up on that, but I'm so glad to be from Spicer, Minnesota. Right. Really proud. Um. Jamie, you jump in whenever you want, but you know I'm always ready to go. Oh, yeah. Fire away. Fire <laughs> okay. away. I'll chime in. Great. I will not so, hold myself back. <laughs> um, you know, the the small town atmosphere and then um, now being in a big city where you do almost all of your work and then traveling as well, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, was that at all for like, you know, like a, 
a difference in culture that you had to get used to or not really well so i grew up with my dad um it was just he and i growing up because my sister graduated high school when i was eight went off to college and my parents divorced when i was seven or eight and my mom moved to minneapolis so i really did get to spend some time in the city Mm -hmm. so i'd been exposed to the city as well as um rural living right exactly (laughs) kind of had the best of both worlds there i will say like looking back i wish i had known like the opportunity the opportunity that was out there that we just didn't really have in spicer Mm because this is dating myself but the age before youtube and social media oh, yeah. and such yeah but you don't you just don't really know what's out there right you know because you've only lived for 14 years or mm-hmm. however long um so i won't say that it's a culture shock or anything that i had to get used to but i would say it kind of goes the other way when i go back to spicer i'm like oh man like it's the same it's <laughs> slow. there's one stoplight it takes us time <laughs> and it to takes, adapt to things and there and wasn't evolve. always that stoplight <laughs> yeah exactly we got our first stoplight when i was 12 big deal yep um so i would say it's kind of more you know i eased into things and then when i go back to spice i'm like wow this is slow mm-hmm. yeah there's nothing open after 10 yep right yep. wild talk about wakeboarding to you i mean the lakes are frozen a significant portion of the year. Totally. Wakeboarder out of Minnesota. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. I know. <laughs> and people have always asked me that, but really it makes more sense than anything to me because we are so supercharged amped on summer as Minnesotans. Mm-hmm. Got to make it count. Got to make it count. I mean, if it's a nice day out in the summer, CEOs are calling the day off. Yeah. Everyone's doing everything. Like everyone understands, oh, you got to leave early to get on the lake. Yeah, go. Like, right. don't worry about it. We yeah. got your back. Um, so I would say it was that electric excitement for summer and for lakes, that culture that we have that really, you know, fed my passion for wakeboarding. And having been a water skier and on the Little Crow water ski team, everything right. that I did was on the water. Like, that's all I ever wanted to do. And I was a gymnast and kind of a tomboy. So wakeboarding was just the combination of all my favorite things. Yeah. Um, but definitely was a huge piece of, um, you know, getting me through hard times, like thinking about wakeboarding. And it's it's funny looking back because it kind of makes you appreciate other people's passions that you don't really understand. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going through hard times and I'm thinking about wakeboarding. Like, seems silly. Um, that but, was your escape. But it's an yeah, 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 exactly. fully. Totally. Yeah, so wakeboarding is is still a huge part of my life. I still love getting out on the water. Obviously don't live in Orlando anymore, so I can't do it year round, but still think about it a lot. And I am going to Orlando on Friday. So I do get to wakeboard still Sweet. every now and then. So you got time. really good at it, correct? I mean, she was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I hope as so. far as I, I know, like she's pretty so. dang good. <laughs> when you were like a senior in high school, what, what did you think was going to be your next step? What did you want to... What were you aspiring to be? So when I was, well, when I was like 14, I had this, I was really like to do my own thing and kind of do things that people said I couldn't do. So I had convinced everyone that I was going to be a professional wakeboarder. And at the time, I didn't even know what that meant. I had never competed in a contest before. People are like, what is wakeboarding? We don't even know what you're talking about. So (laughs) I just wanted to wakeboard. Um, But then I was diagnosed with leukemia when I was 16. And so wakeboarding is really like what got me through that battle. Like when I was in my sickest times, when I was really just like 
literally hanging on for life. Like, honestly, it was wakeboarding that I was thinking about and just the urge to want to wakeboard again. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm battling because I just want to stand on the water. So I started feeling better um, the spring of my junior year and decided I was going to graduate high school early to move to Orlando. Gotcha. So at that time, and kind of still, but we can get into that later, they didn't know how long my lifespan was going to be. So really, I was forced to have this short-term kind of view. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, like future unknown. All I know is that I want to wakeboard year-round. So I graduated high school early, and me and my sister got in the car and moved to Orlando, Florida. We didn't have a place to live. We didn't know anyone down there. But you were living in the now. <laughs> yes, yeah. 100%. Um, and... My parents, my dad especially, actually, believe it or not, for as eccentric of a person as he is, he's very traditional and, you know, was less of a creative-minded person. So he still wanted me, you know, to be thinking about traditional, traditional things like insurance and, <laughs> you know, a 401k. And I'm like... Puke. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I just never really asked anyone for permission. I just kind of like told them what I was going to do and found a way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of, I was kind of torn between wor two worlds, but really there's nothing that you can say to your 17 year old daughter who's like literally was just dying and now feels better and just wants to wakeboard. Yeah. Like, All right. Just do, do just figure out how to do it and you can do whatever you want. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> have so you I ever, took that and ran with it. Have you ever talked with your parents about that time since like having the perspective of a decade or two? I, no, the the quick answer is no. The only time that we've ever really talked about it is um, when we were filming for a documentary. It's so mm -hmm. like on camera, yeah, mm -hmm. which doesn't count, right? Um, but no, it's it it would be very interesting, and I have to admit, like, I haven't had the courage to. It, and it, we're not like a. It's weird. We're kind of that stoic, midwestern, um, Scandinavian sure. family yep. where even when I was going through it, like. We didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about the fact that I was dying. You know, like we didn't talk about emotions or anything. It was just like eye blinders on, head down. What's the battle next task? Through it. Yes, what's the next thing? That was the first thing I said when I, they told me I had leukemia. They're like, you know, it was me and my dad sitting in a room. They're like, you have leukemia. And I just said, okay, what's next? Like, okay. Yeah. Boom. Like, I got let's, it. Okay. Like, just let's get to work. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, no, I haven't talked to them um, about that time, but it'd be interesting to see how they remember it. Yeah. So when you left at 17, at that point, were you, were you given, like, a different prognosis? So the really unique um, thing about my situation was that the medication that I took was experimental. So it had only been around for three years. And so they didn't know. Well... It works initially for most people. They didn't know for how long it would work, yeah. and they didn't know the what effect it would have on the body if someone stayed on it for an extended period of time. So it was what my doctor had said to me when I was 16 is, well, uh, multiple doctors had told me I needed a bone marrow transplant to survive. This one doctor said, there's this new drug I really, really feel strongly about. And this dude was like my guy. Like we connected. Mm -hmm. So I took his advice. And he said, it doesn't work for everyone, but if it does work for you, like our goal, like we have done our job if you live for 10 years. Like that is like okay. the pinnacle 
like if you live for 10 years and if it works for 10 years. And at 16, you're like, oh, like, okay. You know, you spend your life making all these plans and spending so much of your life deciding what you want to be when you're 30 or how many kids you want to have or if you want to, you know, so like just kind of changes perspective. So when the medication was working, it was just kind of like, let's just take this and run with it. We don't know how long it's going to work for because Mm -hmm. for most people, the cancer actually mutates. The drug um, no longer works. So that's why it was just kind of like, all right. Let's just take what you can get. Ride the wave. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So um, definitely had a short term perspective, but like had to still consider the fact that I might still be alive, you know, mm-hmm. five years from then. So it was really strange trying to balance those two kind of perspectives. So when you moved to Florida, you were moving with the expectation that you were going to turn into a professional wakeboarder. Was that kind of the goal? That was like the goal, but realistically I just wanted to wakeboard like Mm -hmm. before my diagnosis I was like yeah I'm gonna be a pro wakeboarder then after I started feeling better I was just like I just want to wakeboard like well Mm -hmm. you know after all I had just been through Mm -hmm. um after six months of moving down there I had already committed to University of Minnesota Carlson um, School of Management which was a big deal at the time so I moved back oh okay and did a year and that's really like was a weird time for me. I was like the girl going to Carlson in a poncho and sweatpants skateboarding before everyone like skateboarded. <laughs> like not people are in like suits. It was just like weird because I had just lived this crazy lifestyle for six months wakeboarding and then I came back and was in this crazy, really competitive business school and I was so distracted by wakeboarding. I was like watching wakeboard videos in lectures and like couldn't do my homework yeah. and like super distracted and so um then I transferred my sophomore year in college to Central Florida in Orlando, okay. University of Central Florida. It was pulling you back. Yeah, it was pulling yeah. me back. And then um, for two years, I really like was would go for wakeboarding, like really try. And then I would like struggle. I'd hit a plateau and like not make any progress and would quit. You know, mm-hmm. I'd give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a couple times that that had happened where I just really got burnt out. And then... Um, I started working for the pro wakeboard tour and that's really like where things started getting real. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm kind of in the circle now. And then, you know, got a wakeboard sponsor and that's when things like you just start taking these little bites, right? Like A to B, B to C. And you're like, oh man, like we're kind of doing it. We're almost doing it. Like, (laughs) and then all of a sudden you're there and you're like, whoa, like you, you don't realize how much ground you cover when you take it A to B, B to C yeah. versus A to Z. Yeah, like you Z lose perspective of like how how much you're moving, you know, yes. in, the, in the grand scheme. Z seems so far away. When you were kind of built, getting more into the circle of wakeboarding, mm-hmm. how were those connections being built? Was were, was there like social media in at play or how, no. how was that working? You know, it at the time, because social media wasn't really prevalent yet, Everyone in the wakeboard industry lived in Orlando. Okay. So that was um, like the... You had to like physically buy, physically, buy each other. Yes, be by each other. The photographers are there. The videographers are sure. there. The wakeboarders are there. Everyone was there. Now, it's you can be wherever because you can put content out from Texas mm-hmm. or from California or for, yeah. for, from wherever. Um, but everyone was there. So really, it was going to the wakeboard park and meeting people there. Um, like I said, then I got in and got a job with the pro wakeboard tour mm-hmm. where okay. well, then I met everyone. Um, but it is a small ish community. So yeah. 
I mean, as long as you kind of put yourself out there, which is hard at times, um, it, you know, you do have the ability to, to meet people and the right people to get where, to help you and get you where you need to go. That's kind of where I want to dig in a little bit on that is so you, you're dri- you're physically driving down there at 17 years old. Yeah. Then we skipped ahead to you're in the inner circle. Yeah. That's a big gap. Yeah. Fill me in. So that's, you know, like I said, when I moved back to Minnesota, super struggle. Like, I really want to be in Florida, but I feel like, like, that's when I was like, the smart decision is to go to Carlson School of Management Mm -hmm. in Minnesota. Like the traditional, what your parents Yes, exactly. And, um, and, you know, then I was fighting with, I want to wakeboard, but this is the right thing to do for a year until I transferred back to Orlando. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm in the right space. Um, but like I said, for those two years, it was really... Like, how much did you wakeboard every day? How did you... Like, you can't just go out and do it on your own. You need a boat. Right. And so, because I didn't have a boat when I moved down there, I went and got a pass at the cable park, which is a cable system that pulls you in a circle. You hit rails and jumps. And you can't train for behind the ba- behind the boat wakeboarding because there's no wake. Sure. Right? right. But... It, it does cross over in techniques. Or yeah. Yeah. Like so that. like hitting jumps, you can kind of work on, you know, your maneuvers in that sense. But I didn't know anyone down there with a the boat. So yeah. like that was the only thing I can do. And so really that was probably like the most key move for me because I didn't have money to get um, a coach, which most of the females had coaches. Mm-hmm. And um, so I couldn't pay someone else to pull me wakeboarding. You know, gas was at the time. Gas was five dollars a gallon. <laughs> yes, I remember. This that. is in like '09. Like yeah. so, literally for me to take one wakeboard set, it was like thirty dollars. Wow, yeah. that's one wakeboard set, and people were doing like two to three wakeboard sets a day. So for me, I was like wakeboarding behind the boat. Once I met people, you know, I would say a year in, met people with boats. Um, kind of had like a smallish riding crew. I would wakeboard behind the boat like twice a week. Like it wasn't not much sure. at all, but then I was just cable wakeboarding a ton because I had kind of fallen in love with that. But I could also I just bought a season pass, so then I could go as much so as I was, wanted. Yeah, exactly. Kind of be in control of your own destiny. Yeah. So how did you link up with like the inner crowd? What when was the was there a conversation? Was it like someone like, hey, who's that chick with the funny accent? Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, like people would go to the cable to to wakeboard because cable wakeboarding is kind of like you need to be good behind the boat, but you want to be good at that too. So people go there and that's really where I met the majority of the people. And my sister had moved down there with me too. Um, I feel like I, I met, so the editor of wakeboarding magazine at the time was from Wisconsin and is a former show skier. Okay. So like met him and then just clicked. And now he's still one of my best friends, like Kevco. He's (laughs) Had he heard friends. of like little, the Little Crow Ski Team by the time you had met him? Had I? Had, had he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he was he on was a, a team of, yeah. that we competed against. Right, right. Um, not probably not at the same time because he's substantially older than I am. But yeah, for sure. And like I know the team that he skied for. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was just these crazy kind of connections. And um, but I would say like going to the cable was the biggest kind of move that I made. And then getting noticed and getting a board sponsor, which, and I'm trying to like, remember if there was one like person or time that I met someone, it all just kind of like 
happened by like <laughs> osmosis just being yeah. there right like who's that chick who's that chick that's always around now yeah, like she comes to the premieres like showing she's up. yeah she's you know at the cable or she's at an event or a lot like i remember hearing people being like who are you <laughs> <laughs> you plugged into a community yeah and and became a member and yeah and it was hard because i didn't like I didn't shove myself in. I wasn't like, okay, I'm here <laughs> because I like really knew that I was entry level. I hadn't been competing in the junior women's division since I was 11, like many people. And so most people are just like in that circle from a young age, like they grow up in right. the circuit and it's the same circuit as a pro wakeboard tour. It's, you know, your, some events are even the same. Um, so I definitely kept it humble, like Minnesota nice for sure. Like, look, I'm not trying to take anyone else's spot, but I want to be a part of this. I love to wakeboard. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just want to share that with yep. you guys. Right. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of remembering what it was all about was important too, not to like piss anyone off. Yeah. So when you had officially made it, you, you had mentioned earlier, like you were making tiny little steps and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. What is that thing? Like, what were you physically doing? Sure. So I competed in my first pro contest on my 21st birthday. So that was, so and then I like over. got ice. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Not until after the Joke. competition. Yeah, right? I know. I was like, wow, like I'm 21 now I'm and an I'm adult. actually I'm... sober. This is crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like wakeboarded and then like the judges like iced me on the dock. Like, like, the smear <laughs> oh, ice after my ice. run. Yeah. That's awesome. And I was like, I made it. Yes, <laughs> like it's <laughs> happening. Um, so that was really like competing in that pro contest. And at the time, then I picked up um, Spy like shortly after that. So I was writing for Liquid Force and Spy and um, this like energy drink company at the time. So it was kind of like, okay. And it didn't feel like, I feel like a lot of times people expect it. Like you will physically feel different or like yeah. something revolutionary is going to happen you're like oh i'm the same person yeah like i yeah. feel the same i'm just doing something else mm -hmm. um and so that's something really important to remember i think for people who like are living in the future there's a lot of people who live in like i can't wait till x happens till i can't wait till that and happens it's gonna feel so good well, yeah and, and they, it, they usually are looking at someone else that they're envious of right so they're like oh they've made it right like it's, like it's black and white but if you went and talked to that person, that person's still like, I'm still, I'm still working my game. Like I'm still in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not there yet. Like exactly. I'm not yeah. where I want to be yet. Exactly. So for sure. Like, I think it's important to remember you don't, it doesn't change who you are once you get there. Like yep. you're your same person, same problems for the most part. I mean, being proud of yourself is su super important and like taking pride in what you do and all that you've done, but you don't change as a person and it doesn't end your problems or you know mean that you don't need to be kind to people or work just as hard maybe even harder yeah. when you have that amount of pressure right for sure yeah so you're you're five years or more after that prognosis of 10 years as a win mm -hmm. had that changed at that point like well so i had changed doctors so many times now so like i was still in P in the pediatric unit in orlando and the strange thing is is that my disease affects mostly people over the age of 60. Okay. So most pediatric doctors have never even seen my disease. So like the doctors I was seeing in Orlando are just like, yeah, your counts are good. We don't know what to tell you. I, I go to an oncologist every three months still. So I get like my cancer counts done and all my other blood work. And they're like, 
everything looks good. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like literally, like just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Wow. We, okay. We don't really know what to tell you. And at, at that time, things had been changing where it was like, okay, we think now people with this disease will be living longer. Got it. Um, that was actually, I do remember one point, this was probably five years ago now. So this is eight years after my diagnosis where a study came out and it was like, we think that people with chronic myeloid leuke leukemia have a chance at living um, a normal life expectancy. And that was weirder than finding out I had cancer. Because, yeah. like, it's it's one thing, like, okay, you have cancer, you might only live for five, ten years. And then to live for a while and people be like, oh, you might live a really long time now. That was weirder. Yeah. That was super strange. Because the previous well, had so become unclear. your truth. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then all of a sudden I was like, Shit, I don't have a retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need one before, I guess. Now I do. No, and with wow, that yeah. said, like I said, most um, CML is my kind of leukemia, my disease. Most CML patients are 60 or older. So like a normal lifespan for them is living 15 or 20 years. Yep. Yep. Um, versus um, for me. It Excuse the numbers a little bit. Yes, exactly. So it doesn't necessarily apply to me, but... Longer than originally expected, mm -hmm. right. for sure. Mm -hmm. So do yeah. you, if you if you can speak honestly, do you still, like when you wake up in the morning, is it still something that is with you that you think about where you're like a little probably cherishing the day more than maybe sometimes other people do? Yes. And it's like really hard for me to wrap my head around because people have always been like, how did getting leukemia change who you were. And like I said previously, like I was such a nostalgic, like really passionate kid. So like I really soaked things in. Um, I don't think it, it like changed my outlook on life, but made things just much more real. Like mm -hmm. as we get older, things get a lot more real. We see friends go through stuff. We lose friends. Um, you know, we lose grandparents or cousins, you know, whatever. Um, it makes things much more real. And, Another humbling thing is I still have to take this medication every day. So yeah, I, I still feel a little crappy every single mm -hmm. day. You're like reminded. It is. Never, that's yeah. exactly what it is. So there are like no days off, right? Mm -hmm. Got it. And so that keeps me, you know, like Grounded in check. In the but, living in the now. Uh, yes. But, but in I, a healthier mindset than probably yeah. most, pe most people. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I'm a part of these groups on Facebook and I can't even look at these pages like, for other people with my disease because they just want to sulk right. and they want to be like they were looking it's almost like they were looking for a reason to be miserable and I rarely but sometimes will comment on there and just try to remind people like it's this is a decision that you have to make like you can either be miserable because of this or be live this amazing uh, full life because of this yeah. and some people for some reason look at it one way and others look at it another way um, but for sure, I, I definitely, for me, it has brought so much joy and meaning and, but like meaningful moments with people, like it hasn't brought meaning to my life. Like I already really loved life and was super grateful, but it has allowed me to like open up to friends and friends to open up to me and tell each other that we care about each other. And like, yeah. you know, kept my sister and I close and having gone through these like really bad times with some friends in high school were still really close so it's like 
I always tell people like some of the most meaningful moments in my life were some of the worst. Yeah. Because it, it just brought out this connection, like this really raw, like nothing else matters. Yeah. Yep. Except for like relationships and caring about each other. Clarity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Totally. Just like takes all the crap away. Like, and for, you know, a little bit, you can just like give someone your true self. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. That's really good perspective that some people never are able to understand or see. I know. I, you wish sometimes you could shake people. <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of the thing when you had first reached out to me to talk with students? Was that kind of the thing you wanted to talk about? What 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 were you wanting to talk to kids about? Well, so I was initially like approached by um, a couple of really good friends who talked to high schoolers and they're like, hey, we think high schoolers need to hear your story. And for me, it's slightly terrifying because like, High schoolers are scary. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with just, them every day, so I'm fine with it. But yeah. I'm just, no, I'm like intimidated by high schoolers. It's really funny. I can sit in, in front of I'm thinking of the people that you're talking CEOs. around with now. Yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, high schoolers. <laughs> That's funny. No, they're just like, they are so honest, right? Like they will pick up if you're not being completely honest. And I love that about that group, yeah. um, that age group. And um I really wanted to share my story for many reasons, but I think something that I want to share with people of all ages is like there, it just kind of sometimes comes down to a matter of grit. Like we can go through all these theories and read all these self-help books and try to do life right and figure out the keys. And then sometimes it's like, sometimes you just got to grit and sometimes it's going to suck. Yeah. Like really it is. And honestly, it's kind of this ever evolving process like you never figure it out I feel like we're all of us and a lot of like high schoolers and I was the same way are like okay I can't wait till I figure it out yep you know mm -hmm. then everything's gonna be easy and it's it's like no you find tools to kind of deal or you know manage life and relationships and things that come about you you find these tools and kind of best practices but you never like find the answer and then it's fine is right. it almost like Alexa? It's a forever game, like the name of this podcast. It is because that's literally the that essence of what this is. You just know what? Like yeah. what exactly? Oh. Tyler and I were thinking about when we started this whole. Well, there you go. Like yeah. the game is never over. Totally. You're always playing, and hundred percent. Even you might look at other people and think that they've made it, they've won the game. They're still yeah. in it, and they're still finding new ways to enjoy the game. For sure, or enjoy it more, or help Play others, better, or, or yeah, exactly. Bring up others, yeah. For sure. If you're not bettering, like, if you think you've got there, that's when you have the problem. 100%. Like, when you think you've figured it all out, like, whoa. Yes. Just take a step back, take a deep breath, and right. maybe just, like, consider that again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the only thing worse than ignorance is being ignorant with confidence. Right. That's bad. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. A little scary. So you're a Minnesota Vikings personality. Yes. Tell me what that is and how that happened. <laughs> so I had gotten a number of opportunities um, to work in TV throughout my wakeboard career. Yeah. So I was on an MTV show when I was 21. Was Carson there? Was Carson there? Carson was not there. Damn it. Um, <laughs> it was called Wake Brothers. It was a terrible experience. Um, <laughs> it was a 12, 12 episode uh, season. So I was a part of that. And then I um, did some stuff for Travel Channel. Okay. Um, really cool. I, you know, did a couple commercials. I did was in uh, a sci-fi movie. So you kind of got comfortable. Okay, hold you, on. I know. No, Wait. stop. Close your mouth. 
what is the title of this sci-fi movie? And I'm assuming it's no. on Netflix. <laughs> it's on all the things. It's called Two-Headed Shark Attack. Well, Making a quick that. note. <laughs> that will be in the show notes, everyone. We'll have a direct link. Oh, God. There's also a really funny story behind that. But <laughs> Yep. You um, got comfortable with being in front of the camera and, like, yeah, acting and all of that stuff? Totally. Well, and having grown up being a gymnast and on the um, show ski team, I, like, That's a good point. was comfortable performing since I was super young. Like, never minded being in front of a big being crowd. Watched, yes. Yeah. Fully. And like solo. Yes. A hundred percent. Like gymnastics in a leotard on a balance beam. Like, come on. <laughs> Not much to hide there. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like just you're that. more vulnerable and exposed <laughs> in that situation than any other situation. But um, so, you know, sports and sports broadcasting had been something I'd been thinking about since I was a little kid and had always been hesitant. Like, oh, why me? You know, how would I ever make it? And mm-hmm. people laugh like, well, you win after it for wakeboarding why didn't you and then we all have our things right i was like i just had this thing that i didn't think i was going to be able to do it and um i was got to a point where i was done ready to be done wakeboarding ready to retire from competing what age was that like how long ago was that two years ago okay so this is yeah this is still two and a half years ago yeah and i i hit this kind of point where i was like just not fulfilling like my creative needs in Orlando. Like, love my friends, love the lifestyle, live there, living on a lake, surf every night, cool, fun. Um, but, like, I needed more. I needed something else, I yeah. should say. Not even more. Did it, you know what fun. that something else was? I I knew that if I didn't go for the TV thing, I'd regret it. Yeah. And so I ended up um, – I had this follower on Instagram. This is – Kind of funny. And I... It's like, it was your only one? Like, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I had one follower. I found my follower. And it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a few followers. But there was this one who would like comment on my stuff. And I, like, for some reason or another, just knew... So he's a big wakeboard fan. Um, but knew that he made, like, wakeboard videos and stuff. So I reached out to said follower and was like, hey, would you mind throwing together a demo reel for me? I'm actually looking to like make a career move. And he's like, oh, um, I didn't know you wanted to get into that. I run all of the media at the Minnesota Timberwolves. My friend runs the media for the Minnesota Vikings. What? Like, yeah, just make a demo reel and we'll send it out. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm really glad I'm so I reached out to you. I'm person. so glad you've been commenting no. on all my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he's, like, the nicest, coolest guy. And he just so happened to be, like, a Minnesotan who's a big wakeboard fan and followed me. Um, So I put together this demo reel and, like, had obviously a lot of past experience. But then I, like, took a mic and, like, would go around and pretend broadcast, like, for the demo reel. And hopefully uh, the Vikings don't hear that. It was fake. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So sent this demo reel out into the universe and had really been, like, networking too at the same time like when i would be back in minnesota or whatever back here in minnesota yes so like emailed everyone at care 11 everyone at cco and i didn't want to be i don't want to do like news per se but they're in the game they're in the game and i just wanted to get their take like maybe they know something i don't know i've never been a newscaster you know um so at this the same time i throw this demo reel out into the world um i get connected with ron shara productions which is a production company here in minnesota um they make 10 or so TV shows in the outdoor space. And 
the Minnesota Vikings called me spring two years ago and said, hey, would you ever consider moving back to Minnesota? We don't have a full-time gig, but we have some part-time work for you. The same week, Ron Chair Productions called and said, hey, would you ever consider moving back to Minnesota? We don't have a full-time gig, but like we think we want to plug you into some things. And so really? I was like, okay, well. Yes to both. I guess, I've almost yeah. got a full-time gig. <laughs> I guess I'm going back to Minnesota. And uh, this is obviously like the short version. There was a lot of like yeah. uncertainty and like, yes. oh my God, am I really moving back to Minnesota? Can I do this? Uh, yes. Like, I, exactly. Did you feel like you didn't have enough training, like professional training in this thing? Because sometimes you feel like, People get imposter syndrome or whatever they call that. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, what's really funny is that I was thinking about that before I came here, like oh. about imposter sy- syndrome, because it's, you know, come up in discussion a lot with friends. And I was like thinking about, you know, it applied to my situation. And for me in in television, I have never felt that way. And when I showed up at the Vikings, they still laugh about it. They're like, we gave you a microphone and didn't give you any direction <laughs> we literally gave you my and you just like figured it out yeah um I have never felt that way in tv like and I there have been things that I've done that I like haven't told people who asked me to do it like I've never done that before mm-hmm. I just like yeah oh yeah, yeah I can do that live it. tv got it they google mm-hmm. it quick on I'm the like lock. where <laughs> do I put these like in your pieces <laughs> like asking the sound guy like dude help me really um <laughs> but this must be metric I I've all, yeah yeah <laughs> i did the princess some last time yeah um but i am so confident like in my ability to figure it out in that space like yeah. i feel so comfortable and natural in that space that i'm like i know if if someone gives me a microphone i can figure it out like mm-hmm. i will be able to do it because i never want to put myself in a situation where i'm gonna let someone down like oh, I didn't tell them I'd never done this before. I made, it, made a fool out of myself and them. Like, mm-hmm. I've always known, like, I can figure this out. It'll probably actually be easier if I just go do it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Then, like, make this confusing. So that in TV has never been okay. um, a thing for me. But in wakeboarding, it definitely was. Like, for sure. Like, why do I deserve to be here? Like, I'm not worthy of being in this group. Like, those feelings, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, you know... I would say like stunted some of my progression because like if you just don't feel like you deserve to be somewhere, sometimes it just kind of you really freeze a little bit yes. and it like stops you from pursu- yes. continuing the pursuit. Exactly. When you're expel- expelling mental energy in a non-productive way. Yeah. 100%. And like I'm a very efficient person, so I try to stop those cycles as much as I can just for the sake of like efficiency mm-hmm. and try not to waste time. But it's so hard, as we all know. Like, <laughs> you know, it's hard to control the mind at times. Yeah, for right. sure. Um, but it, it definitely affects people in places that it shouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about, like, was there, do you ever get, like, star shock sort of a thing? Like, the first time you, have you ever, did you ever felt, feel that little bit of nervousness? I was about to say we were similar in our ability. I do better without any preparation. I just go and it's more natural to me. Sure. Fits my strengths. But then you said you were very efficient and you don't waste time. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 we're not like that. We're not similar. I've lost you there. Yeah. (laughs) But but, um, was there ever that moment where it was like, you're going to interview someone you're like, oh, like, okay. Like you had a little bit of extra anxiety or nervousness or you felt it. Well, so... I was definitely nervous the first, the second day I worked for the Vikings. They're like, okay, here's a microphone. Go interview coach. And I was like, (gasps) 
Oh, the coach that curses at everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, he's a... Uh, uh, an intimidating character. So, like, I was definitely nervous mm-hmm. um, that day two. And I, I've i never interviewed him since. So, he's, like, not someone someone like me just mm-hmm. interviews every day. So, like, sure. this is very Good unique. thing you didn't know that, though. Yeah, exactly. This is, like, a very unique scenario. So, I was nervous at that time just because I'm, like, okay, like, I'm new. Don't want to mess Do this up. Do you come up with your own questions? Yeah, I come okay. up with every, create all of my own content for okay. everything, actually. I write the shows at my the outdoor shows that I do for Ron Chera. So that's been a new experience too. Um, so definitely nervous then. Um, the only other time was uh, like three weeks ago, we were coming up with the brainstorming, the content for um, the Thursday night football game, mm-hmm. um, the Vikings game. And it was like, Oh, if you can find time, uh, Chris Carter is going to be on the field. So if you can find time, maybe interview him. And I was like, if I can find time, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think I, okay, yeah, I think I can I squeeze them in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a 3D poster in my room growing Everybody up. 100%, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, do you know what we're talking about? Yes. She's so young. Get out of here. You and I are like the same age, are we not? How old are you? How old are you? I'm 26. I'm 29. Okay. Yeah, okay, we're well, yeah, we're Yeah, all, we're all within a, a year or two. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, Yeah. <laughs> few months the range um so yeah chris carter was just fun like i got excited i was like wow like this is fun and then that same game i interviewed aaron andrews and that was like me just going up to her i was kind of nervous to do that because she's working she is good looking in person (laughs) yeah and i was like hey uh, can I interview you? And she was so nice. Really? Like, she was really, really nice. And Aww. so... God, I knew I, I knew I liked her. I know, right? <laughs> For so many reasons. And yeah. so, yeah, she's great. And so I interviewed her after the game. She couldn't do it during the game, but after the game, she was super cool. So, like, that was just, I think, humble, like, very humbling experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Like, I'm interviewing some pretty important, notable people, for sure. Those are probably the, the two biggest ones. Can we talk about something that um, I'm going to ask about because I have absolutely no relation to it whatsoever, but you grew up into your kind of professional wakeboarding career as social media became social media that it is now. Yep. And you've built a connection early on or you leveraged a connection you didn't know you had to take you to your next step in your career. Mm-hmm. As someone that was in, I'm assuming like a swimsuit bikini a lot, as someone that's now on TV a lot, um, how... What are like the negative effects now? Do you have any of that? Like, do you get the like the DMs and the all of that stuff? I do, um, but I think like the content that I create, even when I was in a swimsuit, like in every single post, like people would be like, "Do you ever wear clothes?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Not if I can help it." Um, <laughs> How much money do you have? I'll give you an answer. <laughs> Um, I think the content that I create, like, was not inviting. Like, I think there are just, like, very obvious situations where people are trying to grow a following and they're doing it, I don't want to say in the wrong way because there is no wrong way, but, like, if you ask for it, you can't really be mad if you get a DM, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're posting that butt pic and, like, putting a kissy face in your caption, like, well, you're probably going to get a couple DMs. I think for me, like... Yeah, I get um, a handful, and I just kind of let them go. Um, but for the most part, I think my content like stays kind of like 
wholesome and and relatively I don't want to say mundane, but like not inviting. Yeah. I guess. What are the expectations as far as somebody that's now has a pretty significant popular I don't know, like a popularity role? As far as on your personal brand, like, are there expectations of the vi- that the Vikings have of you well, to post certain things? So it's, share stuff? it's such a new thing that I think a lot of, especially in the situation that I'm in, I'm not full time with the Vikings, but yeah. I am obviously an extension of their brand. Mm-hmm. And so I think they really only hire people that they trust to know that. Like, there's no handbook. Mm-hmm. Um, same with all of my jobs, but. I think, you know, just the way the organization is set up, it's like we expect you to be, you know, represent our brand and be an extension of this organization even though you're not here. So there's a amount of pressure where you don't want to, you know, push the limit too much or, or um, you know, step on any toes or do anything wrong. But, um, you know, they kind of knew what they were getting into hiring yeah. me. Like I was – the way I, you know, I was who I was and I'm still that same person. So I think they kind of had had done their research as well and kind of known that they weren't getting anyone like too risque Yeah. Um, yeah. when I was going into it. That girl with 98% bikini shots, she's, <laughs> she's very conservative. Safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Safe, yeah. She exactly. seems nice. <laughs> she seems nice. Oh, does she nice. have 50,000 followers? That's personality. <laughs> She's got a few followers. Uh, she takes pictures. She's beautiful. I will say <laughs> that, like, on a couple of my Vikings pieces, like, I've just started recently, like, getting a couple haters. Where I'm haters? Like, oh, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what did the haters say? That's what I like. Oh my god! You see well, that like celebrities reading like yes, tweets? Okay. Yes. What right. Is, what is this? Well, version? I remember. Oh, there are a few. I should. Um, was one of them like you only like, ate one wing? They're t- no, but I'm okay. I'll leave that alone. I can tell it's sensitive. Oh, it's a sensitive subject. <laughs> I ate a lot off camera. Okay, um, <laughs> I say that a lot. Um, <laughs> I was wearing these black pants once, and some guys like she does not have a nice enough body to be wearing those pants, like stuff like that, mm-hmm. where you're just kind of like, what? Like. Who are you hiding yeah. behind your phone? I know. Like, you okay. put on my black pants, sir. <laughs> yeah. And let's see how they look on you. Exactly. Let's have a little contest here. I was like, yeah, no. I mean, it's stuff like that. Like, I mean, and it's all, it's funny the pe- things people will say when it's, yeah. you know, on Well, at that point media. you realize so many people are paying attention that you've got right. now negative. Well, people. that's exactly. And they're very, I've like actually feel really lucky that there are very few negative mm-hmm. people like, lurking on my page and i think they know that it just well maybe they don't but like it just doesn't bother me and i don't like feed into it so mm-hmm. it's not gonna go anywhere um like the very few couple of nasty comments like nothing you know has has i haven't commented back or i haven't given it any energy so yeah. they kind of fizzle out good and i think the, the biggest reason is for you is you built your following and all that stuff based on the talent that you weren't like pandering for the likes and all of that. So you didn't like right. feed into it and l- you didn't need that to like self-fulfill. Right. So y- exactly. when you got the negative, it still didn't go in. Right. Exactly. Like that's one thing that I do pride myself on. And a lot of like branding people are like, you're too all over the place. Like you need to focus. And I'm like, that is my brand. Like, I like the outdoors. I like fishing. I like wakeboarding. I like sports. I like dressing up and going to fashion shows. I like 
you know, all these different things. Like I would be doing myself more of an, or my brand more of an injustice if I was like, okay, I'm the football girl. Like that's it. That's all I do. That um, becomes a weakness because right. if the football goes and away, you're pretending well, you're right. something you're and not. I'm pretending yeah. like, yeah, I right. love, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm a lot of, a lot of things. I'm not like a little bit of everything. I'm like, I love sports. Mm-hmm. I love the outdoors. I love wakeboarding. Yeah. I love fashion. Like I really like all those things mm-hmm. and I'm not going to pretend like I don't. Um, but that is, you know, I think people pick up on when you're being honest and like when you're being just like, fully you and people appreciate that and you might not grow the biggest following you know because of that first at first and it might but it you know it it might not be this artificially big thing but you're getting the right followers yeah you're getting the people that come totally exactly authenticity is always the game yeah 100 percent. and it's hard to do you know it's hard not to sell out when you have all these pressures and and feel like you could be more successful if you you know just sold out a little bit but you will do so much better and people appreciate you so much more if you don't. Mm-hmm. What is next? I was just well, I took it. It's mine. Well, I'm just kind of getting to the point where I'm like, wow, like, okay, I'm doing this. Like now I'm, you know, to where I was on my 21st birthday wakeboarding. I'm like, oh, now I'm in TV and I yeah. have all these different gigs and okay, we're, we're doing this. And I'm just started to kind of spread my roots here in Minnesota. Definitely want to get, and continue to get involved in the community because I've have been involved with so many charities down in Orlando. Want to give that kind of attention to the charities here in Minneapolis, and I've already started to do that with the Be the Match Foundation, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of um, the Dakotas in Minnesota. Um, so really growing the community presence, trying to make some really good content for um, the Vikings and these outdoor shows and the CW. Yeah, can I interject just a little bit there? Yeah. As far as coming up with content, the yeah. creative side of it, yeah. like how does that process happen for you? Where do you get your inspiration, your ideas? Mostly when I'm at the gym yeah. <laughs> or driving. You know, like when That's you're not trying. That's my problem. Trying. I go to the gym. <laughs> Damn it. I've been driving a lot, though. Come it's on, true. pull it's your true. weight. <laughs> um, you know, it's like when you're forcing it, it's really hard. Or yeah. like when you're like, okay, let's write something really creative right now. Let's it's all hard. lock ourselves in this room and come up with yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes you have to just to get it done. But mm-hmm. like I'm scripting an episode of Destination Players right now and it takes a really long time. And yesterday I worked on it for six hours and then I was like, okay, not making progress. Put it away for a Put bit. Put it away. So like the past two days, I've just been like thinking about it as I'm walking around, as I'm, you know, uh-huh. doing my everyday stuff. So I can go back and then see it with fresh eyes and and finish it up and inject some like fun things that I've thought of since. Um, But yeah, I mean, my creative process is like really the most creative things I come up with are usually like at the gym or driving when you're not trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, mine are always like at two in the morning. Right. I wake up. Well, as long as you write them down. Yeah, I do that now. And now I, so Jamie's usually my sounding board. But I've learned to like hold on to them for 24 hours first before I send them to her. Yeah. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like one of, you know, when you like have a crazy dream and then you wake up and you're like, that wasn't that scary. It's like, <laughs> if you have an idea at the middle of the night, you might just want to like wait. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I've learned <laughs> that. Till morning. Well, and then and the idea evolves just it. a little bit, sometimes less crazy. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's an issue. Um, can I, what if the people from The Bachelorette talk to you? 
Well, that just, I don't know. How did that come I don't, I just thought about that. (laughs) I don't, I, cause I was thinking about you. Like, what would Jamie want to ask? I'm like, she fucking loves a bachelorette. Like, (laughs) so funny. Um, well, I actually have a boyfriend. Okay. I was just going to ask, well, how do we know she's not? I know. But it's funny because (laughs) right before I met my boyfriend, I was like, like one of my girlfriends was like, I'm going to nominate you. And I was like, fine, do it. Whatever. (laughs) Like, I'm in. Whatever. Yeah. Don't care. Um, like I'll do it. I'll do anything. Um, <laughs> Try perfect. anything once. That's perfect for the bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What will you just say that in the interview? Yeah. No. Um, so right now, I'd probably have to turn them down, but be like, "Yeah, well, if you need a host for like Dancing with Stars or anything, uh-huh. oh, uh, great, call me." Yeah. Oh, Chris Harrison is getting up there in age. So maybe oh, they want to switch. Yes. Oh my gosh, I need to call my people right now. <laughs> Texting my people under the table. Let's get Chris out here. Is it TV um, though? Is that that the thing you want to get more into? Yeah. Or is it like three headed shark? I I <laughs> oh. mean, well, they haven't called me back for uh, <laughs> the sequel yet. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, TV is definitely what I want to to stay in. It feels the most natural to me. I have the most fun. It just feels like I am in the right space. Yeah. I was just like, going to ask, like, how me. do you know that you found the right thing? Like, how do you know that? I think it's when you're not. Wishing you were somewhere else, daydreaming about something else, mm-hmm. daydreaming about a, a different career. When yeah. you can put all of your energy, like we just said about kind of being efficient and putting your energy into the right place. Like when all of your energy just goes into like, how do I push where I am? Yeah. How do I make the content better? How do yeah. I, you know, right. all of my energy is going into what I'm doing right now. It's not, none of it is going into like, oh, I wish I would have, or I wish I was doing this, or I wish I would have done this instead. And I think that's when you know. Nice. I like that. Are you an actual extrovert? I feel like I'm in the middle where I can go and I can like work a whole crowd, but then I'm gassed. Like I need 48 hours. Yep. So I just like, there's a term, there's a term for it. Okay. Yeah, where you're, is that what it is? I'm ready to there's, self-identify. There's, yeah, I know. I can't remember what it is, but I just saw it the other day. It's like, you are an extrovert. You love social settings, but you're gassed. Like for me, I need alone time. Like yeah, much of too. my childhood, you know, it was just me and my dad, but he traveled for work a lot. He was gone all the time. So like it was just me. I'm in a small town. There's no As like, a pharmacist? He was He was traveling. So he was like floating around as a float oh, a pharmacist. Yeah yeah, 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 Got it. So he would float around. Then he had girlfriends in Minneapolis. He'd always be at his girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. And um, God bless him. Yeah, I know. Good for him. <laughs> um <laughs> oh yeah good times um but i just spent a lot of time alone so for me now if i like i'm around people too much like i really do need that like alone time to recharge so i love being social i couldn't do anything alone i could you know i'm not afraid to do stuff alone either and need that time to recharge so i'm probably similar to you do you go back to the boyfriend and you're like I've used all my words today. Can we just watch <laughs> pretty, a show? Pretty much, yeah. And he, the, the cool thing about him is that he gets it. Like, he's very in touch with, like, that type of thing. So he's like, I get it. Like, I might not be the same as you. Like, he needs attention all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just need my space yeah. for a minute. Right. You know, like, I love you and it has nothing to do with you. But I'm like, this is the kind of person I am. And he understands that. And then I recharge and... It's yep. everything's great. Yeah, yeah. All is well in the world. But yeah, I'm, I'm the similar way. For so sure. how do you get better at TV? Um, 
I think it's reps, like anything, right? Yeah. I mean, to be an expert, what is it, 10,000 hours or whatever the, the fact, <laughs> the hot fact is. Right. Um, I think it's it's definitely reps. It's being willing to learn. But I also think that there is a, kind of a natural part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was never trained in TV, which <laughs> is probably good and a bad thing. Like, there are probably things that I do that people are like, you're not supposed to do that on camera. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I there's never anything like filtering my personality. Yeah, there's never any like, like, I need to stand this way, hold this, don't say that, word it this way. Like, I'm just being myself. Yeah. Um. So I think there's definitely a natural um, part of it. Like, you have to just be comfortable on camera to be good. But then it's just, yeah, reps and, and being able to make little tweaks and learn. But, you know, while staying authentic and staying within kind of you know you yeah. i guess yep. not trying to be someone else on tv yeah i think that's a, a big thing that's where it'll oh get boy a that scary. makes my next question awkward so who do you want to be when you grow up <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it was uh, damn it um <laughs> okay uh, rewind cut um if, if uh, damn it so if you were like if there was someone in the organization whether it was like sports casting or someone else that you're like that's the freaking job I want. Like, I want that job. That would be amazing. Yeah. Is that, does that exist for you? It hasn't. Like, this is what, you know, my agent, my branding people are like, you know, what, who do you want to be like? And I'm like, well, no one's really like doing what I want to do. Like, I want to do, I'll, you know, I want to do, I don't want to just be the sideline reporter. I want to, and so I guess the closest thing I can relate to is Erin Andrews because she's yeah. branched out and kind of, she's a brand now. Mm-hmm. Right. She's not just sideline reporter girl, blonde girl. She is um, recognized for being Erin Andrews, the host on Dancing with Stars. She has her own clothing line now for being kind of a person. So I guess in that sense where it's just like branching out of one thing, it would yeah. be Erin Andrews. She's multifaceted. Right. But I do, I love storytelling. Like I love meeting people and telling their stories. So damn it, I, I love think that too. everyone would say Bourdain because he's like that's the ultimate gig is like meeting people, raw, talking life. Like that's the most fun ideal scenario totally. to me. Um, so some sort of mashup of all those different things. Yeah. But there's not one person where I'm like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's the formula. Sure. Um, Which but I think I d- it's kind of a good thing. Yeah. For sure. And I think there there are a million different ways to slice that up and slice a career in TV up. So, um, Especially just, like multimedia today where I'm surprised your brand people say that because the bigger your brand, the more multi you can take it with you wherever you go. Right. If you're right. Like, you know what? I am going to start a clothing line now. And since I have this large brand and following, I can. Right. Right. And that's kind of where um, some this I was chatting with this um uh, branding guy that came in from, he was coming in from LA and he was at my, I am a part of this co-working space and I met him and I was kind of telling him about myself and he's like, sounds like you're spread a little thin. And I was like, no, that's just my brand. And he like looked into it more and he's like, wait a minute. Yeah, this is totally authentic. And he's like, this is the Alexa score experience. That's what he called it. I'm like, yeah, I like that. He's like, you don't get like, it's not sideline reporter than Alexa score. He's like, you get Alexa score in the sideline report. You sideline get Alexa yeah. score doing this thing. You mm-hmm. get Alexa score doing this thing. It's not like the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, so that was super interesting. But I think it's super important to be able to do different things. So, yeah, to be able to come do a podcast or to be on TV or just for someone to give 
me a microphone and say, you know, last week I built a dock. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can build a dock, no problem. And they're <laughs> still going to get me, right? Yeah. Like, they're going to get me building a dock. They're right. not yes. going to get, like, the host of that show. Like, she's, it turns into host of that show. And then yeah. she turns into the CW personality. It's like, you're always going to get me yeah. in that space. Yeah. And so. you don't burn out. Yeah. You're not faking it. For sure. When are you going to have your own, like, YouTube show? Gosh, I know. I need to get organized. That seems like you should do that. Hopefully soon. Okay, good. Um, Like 10 years ago, I should have done that (laughs) when I was like traveling the world (laughs) wakeboarding. Like, yeah. You've been creating content for a long time. Yes. And I definitely have to say, like when Instagram first came out, I was like, I'm not going to be on Instagram. Like I was totally against it. You know, like Mm -hmm. totally should have gotten on the bandwagon and like, grown that right away when i was doing really cool stuff wakeboarding um doing really cool stuff wakeboarding (laughs) (laughs) the stuff you're doing now is so cool thanks (laughs) um i am having just as much fun but i'm like man there were some crazy stories and stuff to share at that time that i totally missed out on um but i have to say i'm not like the best social media person like i'm like sometimes like i better post today it's been a week and a half or whatever you know (laughs) like i think that's the norm that's yeah, most people. Okay, That's relatable. Okay, yeah. cool. Then when, you, when you're into your thing and social media isn't your thing, you're into your thing. And right. You're like, oh wait, dang it, the thing. I got, I got to. Right. Yeah. Totally forgot to like. Wow, just had the most fun day and forgot to post any of it. You know right. what I mean? Like, tell me you got a Chris Carter and... selfie though. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Thank oh no, <sighs> selfie? No. But an actual nice photo. Oh, fa- a couple really framers. <laughs> Um, so it wasn't uh, like selfie with him. It was more when he wasn't paying attention. You hid and took a picture of him. No, no. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. <laughs> no, no, no. Like they took a nice photo together. Oh, they right? did. Somebody oh, yeah. like a professional 100%, photographer. Yes. Okay. yes. Took oh, it my of goodness. Them. Well, like, I wasn't sure. Big grins. Yeah, he looks really happy big to talk grins. to me. I'm pulling it up right now because it's. I'm really proud of it. There oh. you go. Oh. I can see it. I'm already on it. Yeah, I mean... Gosh, his hands look so soft, and he's got them in his pockets. <laughs> he can, he can catch, tell that through the pants. Anything. He can catch anything. Yep. Yeah. Really Amazing nice guy. Moment. Super fun. Yes. All right. So it's great. Um, if we pull it back a little bit to people that are just kind of starting in their thing, we have um, probably a listener or two that's like in their teens. We probably have yeah. one or two of those. Yeah, you've attracted know. some of those. For some yeah, reason. and I have a lot of yeah a lot of high school kids. Um, what would you say to them about um, just like making their life without a map which is what we're all doing (laughs) you know it's funny as you were just asking that question i what i was going to say is like don't have a straight line and think it's gonna go that way or think if it doesn't go that way it's over like it Mm -hmm. severs everyone's map per se is like a wild web and one thing will lead you to another thing that you never thought you would do but that connection will get you somewhere else so keep an open mind and like regardless of what happens keep grinding because as long as you're headed like relatively in the right direction or at least your mind like is focused on that going there you'll be okay yeah um it's when we hit those roadblocks or the line isn't so as straight as we thought and we turn around like that's when things aren't good like Mm -hmm. just keep charging and keep an open mind to seeing different opportunities and maybe changing your path a little bit. You're going to end up in places that you never thought you'd be. Mm-hmm. I hear it all the time. Like, oh, 
I never thought I'd be working here. I never thought I'd be working in this space. I never thought mm-hmm. I'd be hosting a podcast or I never thought I'd be doing X or, you know. Yeah. So keep an open mind and um, don't put too much pressure on yourself like to figure it out. To, to, to try to learn, like all the learning doesn't happen external. It's more internal learning. Like what do I like? What am I good at? What do I do? Study your reactions to things. Yes. What kind of lifestyle do I want? Like I think that's the biggest one. So many like pick what they want to be and have no idea what the lifestyle's like. Yeah. You're just and like preaching to the choir over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. You know what I mean? So, and how are you like supposed to know those things? That's why it's like keep an open mind and, and don't feel bad if you change your mind. Yeah. But, you know, try to learn about yourself as much as you can. What, what type of life you want to live, you yeah. know, day to day and then find what fits in there and, and, and also feeds some of your creative needs or, you know, those other emotional passions inside of you, because that's a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. You'll, you'll be a lot happier if you can feed that part of yourself at least a little bit. 100%. That's really great advice. I have one last question, unless you're going to take one. I actually have two, but no, I, you can, you can go ahead and I shoot. always do. Um, <laughs> what sort of, do you listen, do you like consume any content of people to like recharge or think? Are there people out there in the like internet verse that you consume? I actually like, I haven't yet to get into podcasts. This sounds crazy. I'm like the only person in America that doesn't listen do to yeah, podcasts. We're going to have, gonna have to end this now. They do. Um, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. And I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings do have a podcast right now. It's called the Vikings podcast. Okay. Um, they, <laughs> they used to have a few and they, they jammed it all into one. So, um, okay. I'm not a part of that this year, but they're still doing that. Um, they have their own studio at the new, um, facility, which is really, really great. But I, um, I don't, I don't listen to any podcasts. My like best way to recharge, getting back to one of your old other questions, is like being alone oh, in gotcha. like, but, or, or that, but like yeah. being alone in nature, like going out mm. for a walk, Got it. um, doing, you know, going snowboarding or going for a swim or like those types of things. That's where I like fill my tank. Got it. Um, and creatively too. Um, for sure. So, and I love, I do like to read as well, but. For pleasure or learning? Not for learning, but not like, not like the self-helpy type of book, more of just like about history or something like yeah. that, because mm-hmm. it kind of just opens your mind to all these different areas and these different cultures and these different things. Um, and even if you're opening your mind to, you know, something about world war two it might not seem like it would apply to tv but like it just opens another facet of your brain yeah and it just like exercises a different part of your mind that you don't get to otherwise right it always resonates in the in the present at some point yes in like some way for sure and then you know you can act smart when you're talking to people yeah right (laughs) i was reading a book the other day about you know that world did you know (laughs) (laughs) general of this but uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. I'm a history teacher. Don't ask me any of those questions. It's embarrassing. Um, okay. So where can people like find you or like see your, you talked about the CW, you talked about like, where can they find like the Alexa score experience? Right. Um, so you can find me on vikings.com, Vikings Instagram. I have, um, we'll have a couple pieces go through. They pump out a lot of content. So I have a couple pieces go through there every week. Um, the CW.com, we put all of our, um, interviews up on the cw.com and then fox sportsnet uh, for my two outdoor shows mostly saturday mornings 
um, during their outdoor segment on Fox Sportsnet. Also, weekdays at 5 and 6. Um, but other than that, Instagram at Alexa Score, Twitter at Alexa Score. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> Don't really know. How She's like, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I I put all my Instagram content to Facebook. Like I link my <laughs> it's, Instagram it's channel. Facebook. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, Covered. Right. Um, but yeah, if you can remember my name, pretty easy to find. Right. Um, Alexa Score, and you'll find me. I'm Your name there. just has a nice ring to it, by the way. Well, thanks. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you very, very much. Thank for you for having us. me. This is such fun. a fun convo, too. It I'm just, so glad you opened that bottle of wine, Tyler. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> Don't worry. I just, like, set everything <laughs> up. <laughs> what are you? Torture. No. <laughs> this was good conversation regardless. Right. Totally. Yeah, we, we were into it. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks. You're awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>